try and tell them we up next. You can't stop that. Uh-huh. <laughs> this your favorite podcast, favorite podcast. Every show is lit, baby. You know what we finna do. Slick on talk that slick talk. He gon' get political. Okay. Do not switch topics. Nope. Niggas is toxic. Poppy shots don't always say it's something wrong. But if you don't like it, what we saying, nigga? Oh, well. We try to tell you, baby, this might not go yeah. well. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of This Might Not Go Away. Yeah, 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 yeah. Episode 152, we in the building. You already know who it is. It's the host with the most, B Breezy, a.k.a. Poppy Sazon. Yo, yo, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Slick. How y'all feeling out there? Ah, yes, yes, brother. Yes, brother. Um, you already know how this goes. Please download the Alive Podcast app on iOS or Android. And please follow us on all social media at This Might Not Go Well. If you need brand new deals, please email us at This Might Not Go Well at gmail.com. Episode 152, weekly check-ins. How you feeling, brother? Day after Valentine's Day, the International Side Chick Day. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, I'm chilling, brother. I'm chilling. It's the International Side Chick Anthem. I guess that's how we about to give it up. But personally, I'm I'm good. I'm tired. I hope my lady felt special. Sent her a nice little flower situation. But um, oh, yeah, you post up. I I never see you. You, you I don't post going crazy. Okay, well, I'll say I don't. Really yeah, he had the big cheese. Po- he didn't, he didn't put the little cool pictures of you. You had the one you was. Chucky e. Cheese smiling there. Okay, love love your queen all 2024, bro. Love your queen. Yes, yes, all of these things. But yes, yes, I'm chill. I'm a little tired, but you know, we here to rock and give people what they want. The foolishness, the fuckery. So we here. How you feeling, brother? Oh, man. I'm just happy none of the bitches that I'm crushing on post their niggas. <laughs> that either be two things, Slick. That means either they post their shit and they close friends, and that means the relationship is not fully solidified, so I can still fuck it up. <laughs> or they just don't have a nigga, so I think I got a chance. So I'm in a I'm in a good mood, you know? Uh, shout out to everybody who celebrated Valentine's Day. Hopefully, I, I saw a lot of love. Oh, like I just told Slick, love your queen 2024, man. Like, enjoy... Loving, showing your girl love, showing your man love, getting your man son, getting your girl son. Just, I ain't gonna lie, the streets is dead. <laughs> the outside ain't really nothing to it. Fucking a bunch of bitches, fucking a bunch of different niggas, fucking niggas for money, fucking bitches for clout, ain't really what it is no more. Go, go, go get you a nice little one, take some trips. Go eat at some nice restaurant, do some nice activities, go paint some shit, go love. You feel me? Especially black love. And then also, you know, uh, next year I want to celebrate. So my DMs is that Brazilian <laughs> <Scott> Poppy. <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> so, you know, next year I would love to participate in these activities. If y'all, you know, if a special woman out there will uh, humbly oblige. <laughs> we got a lot of stuff to talk about this week. Uh, Slick, but let's get the heavy news out the way. Well, a day that was supposed to be a celebration with a parade turned into a deadly shooting. All right. If you didn't know, um, during the Kansas City Chief parade celebration parade, because they won the Super Bowl, unfortunately, there was a two gunmen, I believe, that started opening um, fire and a crowd of people. And I so far, only multiple people was injured. Um, so far, I've seen that one person has passed away. What's your thoughts, Slick? It just sucks that some people just take it upon themselves to ruin a good time for whatever the fuck they got going on. And I think that we hear about these things, you know, people shooting up schools, parades, parties. Like, it's always somebody that feels like they got, they have the right to really impart their misery on other people. And I think it's just disappointing. And even in, like, a space like this, like the Super Bowl, y'all just won back, back to back for the first time in 20 years. And then, you know... Like, why the fuck is this a thing? Like, why do you think this is okay? I think as you said, like, one to two dead or one dead, 20-something injured, right? Like, mm-hmm. like I think misery just need like, miserable people shouldn't, should, like, I don't want to say y'all shouldn't exist, but, like, you got to really get the help you need. You feel me? Like, this, like that's, that's fucking crazy that you really would think that I'm going to just go into the parade and start shooting shit up. So, apparently, two juvenile delinquents was arrested, and they are saying that it doesn't have any connection to terrorism or homegrown violent extremists. It was just, it stems from a dispute between several people. Yeah, that's dumb shit. That's even real fucked up. That's dumb shit. Like, what happened to the Godo days when you could fight a nigga? Like, what happened to that? Like, niggas are scared to get their ass whooped now? Like, yo, just take a punch or so, bro. You don't have to up the pole just because of the dispute and then ruin it for everybody. Like... There was young children, babies. Um, there was um, shout out to Nick Wright from FS1. He was there, and like they had to make sure the staff did. It was like, yo, it was just, it was just sad. So, so prayers out to everyone. Hopefully, we just do better as people. Um, I also want to sh- um, send condolences to the person who actually died. Is a woman who goes by Lisa Lo- um, Lopez. Galvin, who was 43 and a local radio host, she was the one that passed away. So I want to send condolences and prayers to her family. And let's get to it. Okay. Let's get into some celebrity news. All right. This week, I thought we was going to have a lot of fuckery this week because for the last couple of episodes, we've been having a lot of verses. No verses bad. No verses music battle, but a lot of beef. I thought we was going to come here and talk about Shannon Sharp and Mike Epps because if you didn't know, Mike Epps said some um, some some slanderous stuff about <laughs> Shannon Sharp, you know, alluding that he might be gay and then that he tried to get him on the show, but he declined it, which Shannon Sharp replied on the nightcap saying, hey, you're a mofo liar. You know when an old nigga said mofo, you know he's serious. <laughs> but apparently it seems that they finally got to link up at the NBA All-Star because if you don't know, Mike Epps is from Indy. So they end up meeting at the at a soulful spot and end up squashing the beef. What's your whole thought about that whole interaction, Slick? It's just the social media game, bro. If you really think about it, and it's like the clout and everything like that. Club Shay Shay has taken off, but we understand it's taken off because of you know it's a, it's a niggas gossiping. <laughs> like yeah, better words. Niggas just coming and talking shit unprovoked, but no one to check them. Which you know, but it's not Shay the Sharp fault though. Shay, like but, you said before in the previous episode, this nigga just press play, <laughs> let but, niggas talk, press stop, and that post. Nigga don't, <laughs> Shannon don't question nothing. He don't. <laughs> his, his journalistic inclination never says 
Now we know, we all seen that. We know that didn't happen. You feel me? So yeah. I think for a lot of people, when it comes over, you got somebody coming out talking shit. It's like, oh, you just a bad bitch listening. Like, no, men don't do that. I think that's what a lot of people's probably inclination. Like, men don't sit here and let other men. Like, we talk shit in private. We're not on creating platforms over this shit. We're not media takeout in the shade room. Yeah. And I think what Mike Epps- well, my, my thought process was that was I hate it in a sense because Mike Epps, you are being a hater. You were being, you was chasing the clout moment because even when the Cat Williams came about, he was kind of upset that Mike Williams did <laughs> kind of shit on him so he could catch a clout a little bit. And you also was telling a lie. Shannon Sharp wasn't trying to invite you, so don't put a, a lie. And I think what that's what Shannon Sharp said. He was most upset about is about you lying that I'll try to invite you on my show like I wanted you, like no nigga. But speaking of just the club Shay Shay, niggas is not really watching the other episodes because prior to the Monique, he had Usher, he had Country Wayne, he had other different people that wasn't as controversial and they just had a great interview. Nobody pays attention to that. As soon as Monique comes and says, hurt you, oh my God, it's a gossip place. Niggas is just, oh, Shay Shay being messy. I think D.L. Hughley called him the new uh, uh, a bodybuilder, Whitney Williams. <laughs> but I'm just like, bro, if you actually watch his show religiously, you know he has different types of people on there from different walks of life. And it's not all about just drama. It's just those people that come on that platform induce the drama. <laughs> now, now, Slick, next story. As a person who is an educator and likes to educate you, what is your thoughts about Rachel Dozar and the spirit of Black History Month, our powerful sister, Rachel Dozar, being fired from her education position due to her only fans? Can't be showing no pussy and trying to teach to you. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> what do you mean? I think this is not the first time that we've heard somebody has had like an only fans or something lewd and, you know, it gets leaked out because that's the, you know, people want information about people and, you know, something to make some people comfortable, especially like a position where you're not like locked in. You feel me? So it's not surprising. I think that the, but you, but you could say that teachers are underpaid, right. And, and stressed out. Absolutely. But I also think that whatever you do, like you shouldn't be, if you're monetizing something, right. You got to be aware that there are, Cons, pros and cons to it. You feel, especially using your body and things like that. Like you work the nightlife, but things like so. Anybody, I remember back in middle school, we found our teacher's Facebook, and she was like dancing on bars or something. It's like, yo, some people know, like, all right, cool, we are gonna keep that between us. We gonna laugh. Somebody might make a joke, and then the next thing you know, the page is private. But then in today's age, everybody thinks that once you find something out, you got to share it with somebody, even your family. <laughs> you feel me? And then when that happens, it's like, all right, am I comfortable with you around my child? My child could type in your name and see your whole badissy out here. <laughs> Yeah, I ain't gonna hold you. Shits is alright. <laughs> Shout out to Reddit. Shits is alright. I ain't know Rachel. You you know we gonna we just gonna lump you in with Drake with biracial at this point. <laughs> oh, that's right. You was looking at dick last week. Ah, <laughs> right, chill out, gang. Come on now. At least I'm not looking at assholes. Speaking of asshole, Freddie Gibbs or should I say Freddie Gibbs? Don't do that, man. Like that. Don't do that man like that. You're a dear. He sent his girl's ass nah. a piece and she violated him once they wasn't together no more. Yo, but you this is shows that women are spiteful. So if you didn't know, uh Freddie Gibbs, baby mom, who he had a public what would you like to say, a public breakup and dispute 
Guaxo got jumped with him when Benny the Butcher and his crew beat him up, which I ain't gonna lie. Shout out to her for just standing 10 toes behind her man getting jumped in Buffalo, by the way. <laughs> well, they apparently broke up and she had his kids. So, you know, they had been having an ongoing feud. So, in the spirit of Valentine's Day, when everybody's celebrating love, Slick, right? Posting a significant other, Freddie Gibbs finally did the soft bay probate and launched his love out there. Within two hours of him launching a video of him showing his new girl love, a picture. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> pause of his mom's friend <laughs> was tweeted from his baby mama's account talking about I'll be on OnlyFans tonight. I it's not that revenge porn, slick. Does that can she go to jail for that? It definitely is. I don't know if Freddie Gibbs is going to file a request. That's because you know what it is. I'm filing her. You spent my you put my butt cheeks out here. I'm filing. <laughs> she put his butt hole out there. Let's be keeping the butt. Let's keep it a bean. <laughs> Um, it definitely does fall under the category of revenge porn. Um, and it's just like it's one of those sad stories because again, like they they situations like what a year, eighteen months ago they was together yeah, and there, there was disputes about whether or not he she was gonna keep the baby. You know, she had proof that he was asking her to have a baby and whatnot. Um, and I think that it's like we always say, hell have no fury like a woman scorned. We don't know. We we've seen him like distance himself from her and things like that. And that's and done in bad taste, especially when it's like, yo, we supposed they was in love. Like you said, she's ten toes down and whatnot. So I can imagine it doesn't justify what she did. I can imagine the feelings and the conversation. She said he blocked her and stuff like that. But then you go public with your new John <laughs> and you know, you can't talk to the mother of your child. She's like, I'm when you mad, you do some stupid shit. That is just crazy though. Like this is this is this is the people that we're supposed to be vulnerable. Speaking of just last episode, this is the people that we're supposed to be vulnerable with. <laughs> First of all, I don't even know what type of all right, pause for this question. Like what what, what was like the discussion so that you was having with Shorty that you Time had to out. turn around and spread cheeks for the camera though? That's Time out. So last year you was talking about Drake Dick and now we're talking about what scenario does a man show his raw asshole to his shorty? <laughs> Like I know, I know some niggas like to get their ass it, i.e. you. <laughs> but I don't know when is you turn around and spread cheeks for a camera though for your girl. I don't know where is that scenario. I that just can't picture that scenario. That is definitely a wild statement on multiple fronts that you just made. I'm not even gonna argue with you. This <laughs> I want to say a big fuck you, but <laughs> but nah. I think like I said, that I, I don't know what happened. I, it looked like it was from a, a what's it called from a video. Like, like, he might have been like some turnaround type shit of, you know, I want you. Oh, she, like, he probably was playing around. Yeah, not even playing around. Like, he, maybe she probably do his ass. He probably liked that shit. But hey, she's like, what you want me to do? And he probably turned around in the video. Screenshot. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> so, fellas, here's, hey, fellas, don't let her have no incriminated videos of you doing wild shit. <laughs> Keep shit face to face and watch out for recordings. <laughs> also, side note, I didn't put this on a doc. Um, you know that artist that was signed to Meek Mill, Dream Chasers, um, Vori. Yeah, he's a, he's a whole ass. Fuck nigga. him. You whole ass nigga. Whole ass nigga. You should never be putting your hands on a woman. You bitch ass nigga. And I'm glad that Meek Mill dropped you from the Dream Chaser. And I, and he's on his um Instagram talking about you know his lies and stuff, nigga. We got the video. Even even if you didn't put quote unquote physically assault her, you threatened to kill uh, your pregnant girlfriend. You are a lame nigga for that, and we don't condone that. All right, Slick. I want to have a transparency conversation real quick. We don't have to get too transparent, but just, just off the strength. Nigga, huh? We just talked about a nigga whole asshole being exposed, and now you want to have a transparent conversation. That's the duality of the show, Slick. We we get we we we, we one minute we might talk about spread cheeks, we might, next minute we might talk about some real shit. 
really this put, might not go well. She really put that man's whole asshole on the internet. That's some crazy <laughs> shit. <laughs> All right, just in, in, this is um this is this topic is generally just based off of just the interaction between Monique and her oldest son, which went viral. And also Logic in the video that he put out with his father airing out their grievances. So for the Monique and son, um, or Monique, when he was on, um, club, when she was on Club Shay Shay, she mentioned that, you know, she doesn't really have that much of a relationship with her, with her older son. By the way, I didn't even know Monique had kids. She had about like three or four, which I didn't really know. And then the son was just commenting on it, talking about, you know, just giving a little brief detail about their relationship, their estranged relationship. And then Logic, sat down with his father and basically went through the whole trauma base and basically, and I think it was more so, I guess his family are asking him for money. He's like, all right, if y'all going to want some money, y'all going to have to basically work for it and basically understand where, what it is like to get this money. I say all of this for the topic to discuss with you slick is I think we should give parents a bit more grace. Not too much. I'm not going to give too much about my parents per se, but you know, we all have issues with our parents. You know, we also had some stuff or, you know, some drama uh, or whatnot, but just growing up now, bro, our parents are human, bro. And I think oftentimes as children, we do not, we, we try to often put our parents on a pedestal and that they can't do no wrong. Or if they do wrong, that's just like, we put more blame on them, but they're really humans. And just me being an adult now and getting older and just interacting with my niece and nephews and other kids and just younger, younger people, like even in my fraternity with younger brothers, just how you interact and how you say stuff and how you handle things and your word. And like, is I can see how that can easily damage people sometimes when you say certain stuff. And I, and I think, and not to, was not to basically absolve parents from all wrongdoing, but I guess when you make it to adulthood, I think you should be able to give parents a bit more grace. Because at the end of the day, they are human. They're going to make mistakes. Not everybody can just be perfect or just excellent parents to begin with. Absolutely. I think that the older you get and the way you see life be smacking you in the fucking mouth, and this <laughs> is with all the resources and access that we have and education that we have at our age, in this current time, you look back and like, yo, maybe my dad really wasn't. He it wasn't. He wasn't shit. He just ain't no. He ain't know how. And even as a man now, it's like the perspective of being a husband, being a father, even being a mentor, being a teacher, being like all these different things. It's like sometimes it's like some days is great, and some days those weeks is like, what the fuck am I even doing? <laughs> like you know, bro, being responsible for somebody's child for a couple for forty five minutes sometimes is a lot. So I could imagine. Trying to be, you know, somebody's father or mother. Imagine being a mom trying to raise a little boy or a dad trying to raise a little girl by yourself, right? And you don't know what you don't know, and you don't necessarily have a support system, or you have a support system, but you haven't fully grown up yourself. And you know, you gotta, you Major. gotta, yeah, like you gotta <laughs> figure this shit out. And I'm, I think about how lucky I was, and my mom had a support system where you know she knew if she had something to do or she had to work late, like all right. Somebody could watch me. Somebody could be there. And it's like I had relations with my aunts and uncles and, you know, was in situations that allowed me to really make things do what they do. And even to my dad, it's like I could understand why he thought certain things were enough. And, you know, for me, it's like, how? How the fuck does that make sense? It was like getting older. It's like, yeah, I get it. Sometimes you just want those little things. It's like 
a lot of times you remember what that, those, those little things that they did do for a long time supplement the stuff that they're not doing until you get old enough to really understand like oh wait this wasn't happening for me why wasn't it and then you sometimes you be resentful but at the same point it's like yo that's what you have for me at the time and I, I, I can under, I can empathize with you or sympathize with you on that because I think mm-hmm. especially for black men when we get older and we have unrealized shit that we haven't dealt with it's kind of like, damn, fuck you. I don't want to be around you, mom, dad, whoever, whatever. Like, that's not even it. And you kind of take away that humane um, portion of that person. And it's like, you can't do that because you don't know what they was going through. And no matter how much they try to tell you what they was going through, you weren't there. The era yeah. matters. The time matters. Their emotional statement. We're at a time we are lucky enough to be able to go to therapy and lucky enough to have apps that, you know, you can use to help with your mental well-being and, you know, Back then, it was like you drank, you smoked, you worked out. You ain't go to the gym. You worked out in the crib or the park <laughs> or some shit. You feel me? Like, it's, it's one of those things where, you, like, you really, as you grow, you can have these conversations. You have the tools to really work those shit, those things out. But, it's like, you just respect your your, your parents as people. That's, That's a fact. Yeah, I, a think, I think one of the biggest things that I learned, and I give – um even though I disagree with how my parents act a certain way and their vision and what their, I guess, definition of success and everything that and above. But I think now as an adult, I understand the concept of wanting the best thing for you and understand that, hey, at the end of the day, I want the best thing for you. I want you to do well. I want you to be good. Now, granted, my uh, maybe their view on how to get to that level of status or whatnot is different from you and they probably don't understand and you know just the culture times or whatnot but i'm I'm finally understanding what that means about just wanting the best for your kid and sometimes you just have to push them in that way or just and and, and that's a balance in itself because your thoughts on just how to be successful in life that comes up for your own mistakes and your own realization your imagination what it may be but to the kid, they feel like they have a whole different horizon. They have a whole view of what it means to be successful or what they want in life. So that alone is a balance. And I kind of understand where my parents are coming from now, even though I still disagree with it. But I, like you said, I empathize and I sympathize. So I just, I'm just giving, I, I just, t- just looking back at these two um, video um, from these, um, I guess, from Logic and Monique. I'm just giving my my parents just a little more leeway, not absolving them from what they have done, and you shouldn't too. But just respect and just able to, if you are able to even have that communication, because a lot of people grow up with their parents passing away and not able to even address certain things that happened in their childhood. So if you do have that chance, please do. That's a fact. I told my dad he wasn't shit yesterday, and I felt so good. <laughs> I felt so good. Facts. That nigga was like, "Wow." I was like, "Yeah, nigga, I said it. So what? Fuck you. I love you though." What? I was telling my mom she she short and she she look retarded sometimes, but it's okay though. <laughs> All right, uh, Kanye West. Let's get to music. Kanye West has been on the news a lot lately from his Super Bowl ad, which look a little crazy, and his outfits with the big cross from store, which is selling $25, um, what you call it, socks, Sock um, shoes. I mean, the socks, I almost bought them shit. Them shit is definitely still sitting in my cart. Yeah, um, just from the vultures, one being taken down from Apple, uh, from Taylor Swift friends, stopping him from going number one. We we're going to talk about Beyonce, from making Beyonce song. What's your whole thoughts on just Kanye West overall? Thoughts on the album, thoughts on whatever. I haven't listened to the whole album yet. I've heard bits and pieces of it. Like, I think it's just 
it's like oh how do we describe it shout out to Ty Dolla Sign for helping him take his eccentricities and kind of tailor because we're getting three versions we're getting three volumes of this right it's about vultures one mm-hmm. two and three from what I heard it sounds like I heard it's like a little divisive for some people I think that Ye is just in that space where he's always since 2003 had people on his dick for lack of better words like he's an artist he's a genius he puts together great compositions but he's also eccentric and you know he's rubbed some people the wrong way he's gonna say what he want to say i think that we're getting more of the same of this and i think we're just more at this point in time we're more conditioned and he's less culturally accepted so it's like it's almost like he's ostracized so we don't get like the automatic tmz or media takeout or you know, shade room shit like we used. To. We only get the crazy stuff. We're not talking about the music and the art no more, for real. Do you think? Do you do you think that mindset brings back that hunger? Because you know, sometimes when you're on top and everybody's just, um, quote unquote, sucking dick, you know, be like, oh yeah, you're the best, you're the greatest. Oh my god, he made it away. Oh, he made this that. And now that you plateaued and you kind of fell off, do you think all that uh, atrocity that's been going on with him? kind of invoked a hunger in him and made him more like and it could possibly show in the music i feel like one thing about kanye west is he has never put out the same project twice i feel like and i think that that still rings true even with uh what was it yay what was the joint not what was what was the jesus no, nah, nah, I like Yeezus. Uh, the one that was the one that came out with like the twenty four or whatever records. The one that came out at the same time as Certified Lover Boy. Oh, last, Donda. Donda, right? Like even with that, like every project he puts out is so different and so unique to me that I would never say I say he probably fell off mainstream wise or like mainstream appeal. But I definitely think that it does make him kind of hungry to kind of say like I still do this shit because no matter how much crazy shit he talking when he put the music out, there's some shit up there you like niggas is still not doing this. With the Bro, that, that the Cardi song on Carnival and then just fuck something, I'm gonna lie to you, that shit was hard. Yeah, so it's like he's still doing the damn thing. I just feel like what you realize with artists and I, what I've realized, especially as a Chris Brown fan, even with Usher's current renaissance, which we're gonna talk about later too, is like at a point when public support sways on you, no matter how great the music you are, you're making, like people won't pay attention to it. Like, that shit could be here today and gone tomorrow. Like, seeing mm-hmm. a run like a Drake is crazy when you look at his contemporaries. Even if people didn't like this album, number one singles, number one album, right? And he's been doing this for, what, 15 years? You feel me? Like, you think about Taylor Swift. What's, what's her biggest controversy mainstream-wise? That she breaks she breaks up with boyfriends to make albums, to make music? <laughs> like, yep. You feel me? Sure, you've been popping since 06, bro. Yo, she's going pushing 20 years of straight dominance. And it's like, you don't see that. Even Beyonce had a period where, like, four came out and people was like, I don't want R&B Beyonce. And, like, oh, you know, yeah, her, that's a fact. Her reinvention of herself to be like, fuck it. I'm going to make the music I want, but she's also not controversial in, in a sense. Like, most people do her political ties and whatnot, but she stays out of a lot of controversy, so it's still palatable for a lot of people. It's like, you only get cer- certain artists that can do that shit. Everybody else falls off. We got, we seeing it in Lil Baby right now, the Baby, all the guys who, like, three years ago, we said, oh, they got, hip-hop is theirs, right? Roddy, Rich. We, matter of fact, not this episode, but we have to talk about just rappers who had, like, the greatest potential. And possibly fell off. Just to just to w, the dub back on what you're saying, you're completely right. And then just speaking on Beyonce, what's your thoughts about her jumping into the country lane 
in act two. I think it's dope because I think that she's saying you can't put me in a box. And I think somebody said this and I was like, maybe this is the plot she's going. Like she's trying to reclaim the music that is ours. You think about, like I said, four was like that hardcore R&B album. Then it was like she started giving us like different tastes of different songs on like the next couple on Lemonade and on uh, Beyonce. Right. And now she gives you she takes house music back. And even though people are doing house, she took house and was like, I'm going to destroy this shit. You won't break my soul. Like all heated, like all them shit is tough. And it's like another thing, her roots, Texas, country music, country music and the blues and everything, like that's all synch- synchronized in, in music history. But black people don't get their real love for that. Right? So they said in the radio station, oh, we don't play Beyonce, even though it's a country record. It came out as pop and they had to, she had them change it. I think it is dope. I also feel like I don't I, I want to see how she takes the sound. Cause I think the two songs, the sixteen carriages and uh the other joint, Texas Hold'em, I feel like they were yes. like they were like cliche country. In my opinion, it's understandable. I, I, I could see, I could see. She just want to, just. I, I, I think she's gearing up for a big play. I think she gave you like that two standard country songs, but then when she released the album, it's gonna be some shit there that's gonna shake up the country world. And to be honest with you, you played a country song last week. That genre is booming, booming, booming. Stupid, stupid. Shout out. A to lot of times when you look at the um, Billboard Top 100, motherfuckers be there. But sh- continue your shout out. No, I just, I just I'm just saying shout out Tracy Chapman because that's a cover, but it's like even in that space, it's like country music is like it's like right now, like you said, we went on a hip hop run, we went on a pop run, with an EDM run, we went on an R and B run. Now we kind of like in a country run, and now we're getting back. It's like pop again right now, right? So it's like you kind of see how music ebbs and flows, and I'm definitely just like, oh, this is this is interesting. So I want to see which route she takes it because I think. When you hear house music and like Break My Soul came out and I was like, eh, it's all right till you hear it in the right setting. But then as you listen to the album, there's some shit on that Renaissance album. So act two, country, I'm not going to judge it until we have the music to listen and live with. But it is definitely, I think I, as her as an artist being able to do the type of music that she wants and not being pigeonholed into like a formula, formula, excuse me. I think that that is a, a dope thing. I agree, and I'm excited. And I ain't gonna lie, the, the blonde hair looks good on her. Shout out to you, Jay Z. She got money though, y'all. Y'all just can't go to your regular shorty on the avenue. Yo, do this for me. <laughs> Facts. Um, I put this on a docket because you know uh, Drake, SZA, and Sexy Red finally released visuals for Rich Baby Daddy, um, and she took a little '90s R&B. It was very uh, minimalistic um, type of video where they was just in the house and dancing. I think they was kind of doing like a baby shower. I think he was kind of portraying that he was sexy red uh, baby daddy. Now, in the part of the video, it says that her water broke. Do you really believe that? (laughs) Her water broke down the video? The fact that we can even have a conversation about whether we believe it or not, it worked. Bro, no, because because the way sister ran up that stairs and say, "Oh, you dumb!" I think that's <laughs> when a girl just say, "Oh, you dumb!" I think that that was a little weird. And shout out to sister, though. I ain't gonna lie, I might, I might join, the, I might join the train now. I ain't gonna lie to you. You 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 was on something slick. I see what you did there. That was a double entendre. You fucking. Saw it, <laughs> I see. I see why you put her up there because thicker than cold peanut butter on a winter day. Oh my god. Told you. Nobody be wanting to see my vision at first. I'll be trying to tell y'all niggas. <laughs> but, but I just wanted to speak on just Drake's um take on the music videos that he's been releasing for the songs from, from All The Dogs. I appreciate that. Because oftentimes when you see other artists um, release songs, it's really just standard, I'm in the club, or 
I'm in, I'm on the block with my niggas. We flash your money. Like each visual that he released for, for all the dogs has been different. Stemming from the first, uh, first person shooter with J. Cole. That was just amazing in itself. To little Yachty, just that little anime Fast and Furious concept. To polar opposite when he had nothing but, um, what would you call them people? Siberians? Siberians? What's those type of people? Slick. Oh, the Russians? They're not Russians. <laughs> it's, they're from Siberia. Siberia, <laughs> Well, he had that, and then he had "You Break My Heart" with Morgan Wiley. Even though he said "nigga," though, but um, the top country music artist, he had two white people, two Tom white out. girls singing it. Time out. Let's be real. Life is so much easier when you just assume all white people say "nigga." Can we just? <laughs> That's a fact. That's all fact. Well, you don't say it to me in mind. Like, all right, I'm in my mind. You say it. I'm not going to pretend you just. I'd never say nigga. Shut up, nigga. Please. Come on now. You said it in a song. I'm about to say. And he was trying to fuck somebody. Now, he said it. I remember that video. I ain't gonna hold you. I think he hit both of them. Let's talk about it, slick. <laughs> he probably did. We know. You know. You know. You know. Since you know him and since dated in the back, so that's nothing. Well, well, hey. Drake, you're a motherfucker, though. I ain't gonna hold you. Shout out to you. I just need visuals for Try Our Best. That's my favorite song of the album. And just a hot take, Slick. I remember before when we did the review, I had it at a B- minus or a B plus. Shit's an A- minus to me now. After listening to it a bunch of times. And he was really getting his shit off now. I've been... You know, whenever you just sing lyrics to a song, you're not really digested, like... You know, like, okay, you know, you just sing the song. I was really listening to the, I was really like on YouTube music, shout out to YouTube music. They have the lyrics by the songs. Nigga, he's really getting his shit off. I think for all the dogs was right. <laughs> he was really having like really getting his shit off, but he just did it in a singing way. And I think they just wanted him to rap more about it. But either way, shout out to Drake. Now let's get into Usher's halftime show. Is this top five performance? In Super Bowl history, for me it is because half the time I don't give a fuck who they got up there. <laughs> Ooh, okay, okay. Despite him doing that shit with Alicia Keys, though, that is a menace. <laughs> they said it, bro. I should have worked, husband. You definitely got worried about. <laughs> and then for him to post a marriage picture two days afterwards, I ain't gonna lie, you're a cold son of a bitch. I should. <laughs> they said that was his bachelor party. He had to go have fun one last time. <laughs> And shout out to Swiss Beats for not taking it too personal, even though the internet was flaming him. Um, Jermaine Dupri, I don't know what the fuck you had on your feet, my nigga. You had that Catholic girl's school church. <laughs> you had that Catholic girl school socks on you. I don't know what the fuck you was wearing, but overall, I think the performance was amazing. I don't know how the fuck did he get through all his discography <laughs> in, in all those minutes. My nigga was just out of breath. Shout out to her. Her looked amazing. What else, Slick? No, I think it just it's a testament that, you know, he was able to use his back catalog, like his hits, to really run this. That's really what the halftime show is. It's not really a showcase for new music. I think about when The Weeknd did it or, like, uh, Coldplay. Like, it's like you get this thing. Sometimes people want to just break their new record. If they got, like, one or two good songs, and then, like, that's what they really want to run up and do. But to be able to have a catalog of music where it's, like, it's timeless, you're giving people hits. Like, even, like, even though he didn't sing everything, like, he gave us a little snippets of some stuff in the 13 to 17 minutes. It's like, yo, 
I remember where I was when that song. I remember when Love in This Club came out and I told my boy Tokes, shout out to Tokes. I was like, yo, bro, it's about to be number one. He's like, you lying. And then like a week later, it went number one. And I was like, yeah, bro, it's about to be one of them ones. You feel me? Or like, mm-hmm. I remember when my boo dropped and I had the CD in elementary school, right? You singing that to your little elementary school crush and shit, right? Thanks. You remember the first time you heard My Way or like you go back and think about the songs he didn't sing. If you were a real Usher fan, it's like, damn, people don't- No really- lovers and friends? People, yeah, no lovers and friends. Nobody knows twerking it out. Can you help me? Like, right? Deep tracks. But it also, I was just thinking, because I listened to the album, nigga, what the fuck we doing? <laughs> what are we doing, Usher? <laughs> I was tight. This was your moment, dog. And I know you big independent right now, but- that was it there was no theme to this motherfucker it was a bunch of random mid-tempo records there's a couple of good ones but i'm like for your big comeback and you to have this audience i'm like you should be all but guaranteed a top three debut which for you was huge considering the last two haven't really hit the way you know we are used to your albums dropping but there's no staying power with a lot of these records i'm gonna play one for like the the song of the week because that's a couple that I, i do find myself singing but it was very much, again, he fell into the old hole of like, all right, I'm not necessarily going to tread new ground. I'm going to sing about young boy topics with like older beats. And I was just kind of like, bro, at this point, this might sound crazy because I'm a really big fan of both. But I'm like, I feel like Chris Brown shouldn't be putting out deeper music than you. Ooh. And again, I'm a major fan. It's not a diss, but it's like. Chris did his thing on 11 and 11. Like, out of the 22, 20 is, is keepers. And two, I'm, every time I hear them, I'll be like, I, can't, I don't got to delete it yet. I feel like with this Usher album, it's just like, bro, what are we trying to do? Do you think, because he, he announced his tour with this as well, do you think is more so he released this album? He, he was kind of pressured because, remember, he had a residency where he was performing. At the Super Bowl was his 100th show. Do you think he was pressured into making an album because he's independent, he wants to make money, and then he has the tour coming up? So he's like, you know what, let me just create music which I can perform on tour. Or a second opinion is maybe the tour and when I perform these songs, these songs will be more elevated and people might resonate more with the song than just listening in their comfort of the home. I think that off of the residency alone after this, that's where I spent my 30th birthday, like... Mm -hmm. A lot of people felt like they didn't get to like you could tour off of that because people felt like, damn, I can't make it to Vegas, right? You bringing this to cities and pimps, people like I can't go to Vegas, but I can go to my local arena or my my my, my state state arena and go vibe out to these records. And I think out of the twenty, and you know me, I'm a very generous grader when it comes to this music. It might be eight on a good day so far, and I've that's, that's not yeah, it's not good for me. I'm an Usher fan. Like the albums that people don't wasn't paying attention to, like the one with Crash, like Hard to Love and all them albums. Like I like those albums. Like, I I still play songs from those albums to this day. But I felt like to have that momentum, the songs that he's put out, like the LMA record and the the Ludacris Sex Beat record and Glue and joints like that. I'm like, I thought we were going to get a tell. Like, I don't even feel like he's really singing on this album. It's a lot mm-hmm. of mid tempo music. There's no ba- heartfelt ballad that I felt like, wow, like Usher still got it. It's like Jamie Foxx. I love Jamie Foxx as a musician as well. But if Jamie Foxx was to take a moment to pull a T-Pain and come back and drop nothing but like covers of classic R&B music and then use that to roll into a new album and exploring like where he's at right now, that shit would be powerful. 
You feel me? If Usher took his time to really craft another story and sit down, like I feel like he should have signed to Love Renaissance, even though he's independent. That Love Renaissance is doing mainstream R&B the best in the game. They got Summer. They got Black. Like they're able to put their artist position to really create music. Shout out to Justice. Yeah, like, like you have access to these things. You got JD, right? They got division over that Love Renaissance's management too, right? Like, you can be in rooms to craft a story. You gave us confessions, right? You gave us the follow up to confessions. You gave us classic ballads post confessions, right? What are we singing about? So to your question about do I think he's pressured, I think that he's been trying to find what works for the last couple of years, and he hasn't really been as successful as he needs. Even though Good Good is a, a top radio record, I give him that. But mm-hmm. that's the independent artist trap. You can get one good song that's going to stick around for a little while, and then the rest of it is just like, I got 19 more these? Ooh. I have a chance to listen to it, so I have to... See what it's talking for. You can tell me if I'm bugging when you hear it, but I was just like, you know me. I'm an R and B dude. Yeah. Like I'm a bump. Like I'm still playing Chris album. I'm listening to Teddy Swims. I'm listening to let me see what else I got up here. I'm listening to that. Wasn't him and J D supposed to do confession part exactly. two or part that's three? What, that's what we were promised. And that's why I'm like, where is that? Where is the update on the story? Cause I was like, man, if I could uh, let me get in the studio and just Let's pitch ideas. What's the story? What's the plot thread? Because I think that it seems like a lot of just miscellaneous. Oh, I'm gonna fuck this girl. I want to like love with you. I miss like there's some like I said, kissing strangers is good. Um, Bop is good. Stone Cold Freak is good. Uh, on the side is good. I like Ruin. A lot of people don't like Ruin. But I think Ruin has potential. Like it's like it's solid. But I'm struggling to think of other joints that stand out. A Town Girl is catchy with Lotto. Shout out to Lotto. But. <laughs> But, you know, I think that that's, like, really where I, I stand with it. And I'm like, we could have did more. I think, to your point, he might have been pressured to put it out Super Bowl weekend, be regardless of what was done already, because mm-hmm. they're not going to get more clout than 130 million people watching your joint. And if even one 126th, I mean, one million people buy the album, that's platinum. You want, as an independent artist, paying $14, $15 for an album, that goes mostly into 70, 30% in your pocket. So, but yeah. Nah. Great show. I'm going to take, take a listen to it and see what it's hitting for. Uh, quick, real quick, this was off the docket. What's your thoughts about people slandering his wife because she's not... Because she white? Oh, well, I think she look, she's biracial, but... So the, the, the trend about Usher is after Chili, oh, his wife all his girls... Yeah, all his wife, all, all his wife, his ex-wife, his girlfriends has always been older and chopped. They got mommy issues. But I say all this. I tell women all the time: when a girl give a nigga peace, okay. <laughs> don't matter. It's very much worth it. Your peace is very much like yeah. I've been in a situation where I'm like, you make me want to shoot myself. <laughs> so the fact because I'm like for Usher, literally Usher can really take a lot of these top girls out. And for him to go after no no offense to Shorty, no offense to your wife, but not nah, someone nah. who is not deemed the quality the caliber of woman you would expect Usher to be with. Mm-hmm. I think that's the realest thing. When you see a lot of people's wives, it's like, that's you? It's not a nephew, like nephew that she was like, For real? That's when we stopped the boat. I mean, you don't see what's out there, like nigga, there's some there's some valid candidates out here. But to your point, but, yeah. not disrespecting the man's wife, but like, oh, that's your piece. If that's what you like, I love it. I think it do show hey. you like older women. But hey, I said it's what it is. 
Yeah. Um, just speak. Just go on sports real quick. The Kansas City Chiefs wins the Super Bowl. Oh Lord. I don't even talk about this shit. Shout out to Casey. Yeah. Mahomes, Mahomes, Shout out to him. He's number three right now. Brady's number one. I don't know who's number two, but Mahomes got a chance to be number two if he can pull off a three-peat. My whole thing about the 49ers, what the fuck you don't know about the overtime rule? And then also, one of your old linemen niggas was talking about niggas was hung over. Who the fuck is supposed to be drinking the day before the Super Bowl? Like, y'all niggas look so disorganized. And then Mike Shanahan fired his black defensive coach who had one of the top defenses for the last three years. That's the so the 49ers pissed me the fuck off. Cause I mean, now I'm kind of happy that they didn't win. Cause the post post Super Bowl, they've been wilding, bro. They've been very, they've been wilding, but it is what it is. Um, real quick before we get to the song of the week, what was your thoughts about LeBron potentially joining the Warriors as they said that Draymond Green reached out to Rich Paul and everybody else was reaching out to see if they can trade for LeBron, even Philadelphia 76ers after LeBron put that glass tweet. Even reached out to see if they could trade for LeBron. What's your whole thought process on that? I think that, well, one, you're thinking about from a Golden State standpoint, you got to pay all this money anyway. You might as well go get Bron. Bron don't seem happy. He's trying to, you know, set the table for someone to draft Bronny. He'll be a free agent. You would think the Lakers aren't where they want to be. Maybe they start over. You take a chance. If they say, if niggas say, I'm listening, you're like, oh, shit, we in it. If they say, nah, hang up the phone. Cool. Are you with Which he did, which which Vapalinka did. I'm about to say you probably be surprised how many times people call and ask about stars to see. And it's that's how some of these surprise trades happen. Like, what you think about so and so? What you got? And sometimes it might be some outlandish shit, but it's like, shit, we do that. Oh word? Oh, hold on. What else can we get you for? <laughs> that's a fact. But my thing about it was, doesn't that shit affect Steph Curry's legacy? Because look what, Draymond, we're not going to really talk about Draymond and his beef with Nurkic or whatever that nigga name is. And Kevin Durant, he, he sent a shot at both of them. But you really took a nigga from OKC. He almost beat you, put him in there. And he won you two championships and basically disregard him now. And now you try to get LeBron to come over there. Does that not, like, I don't know. It's different we could discuss it's it different. furthermore. It's different because LeBron did it by himself already, or did it already. You feel me? KD came and it was like, we already had a ring. We wanted to make sure that Braun didn't fuck us up because we, we kind of already knew that first one, if niggas don't get hurt, <laughs> you feel me? It's a yeah. fight. You feel me? And that's really the, 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 the truth of it. I think that it's a, and it's a scary sight because now Draymond playing defense. LeBron, doesn't ha- he has somebody that's going to play defense, not want to shoot the ball. Now, you got to figure out if you're going to let LeBron go off or let Steph go off. And then you still got... Some decent pieces or some wiggle room to make some moves. You take that every time. If they say yes, it's lit. I'm not. Le- Steph Curry has to join LeBron because if LeBron joins him, then he can't be in a cold conversation for me, though. I want LeBron in New that- York. Oh, I would, I would love that. I mean, that one, all exception, cause, but I'm biased because, you know, I'm from New York. But if LeBron, Steph Curry has to join LeBron, it can't be the other way around because right now they keep, they keep flirting with. Steph Curry being better than LeBron or having a better career as LeBron, which is crazy to me. They both have the best opposite ends of the story. Braun was the chosen one. He's supposed to be the heir apparent to the greatest player ever, and he's come closer than anybody before. Say what you want, respect to Kobe. Braun from Cleveland didn't have help. He had to leave. He won everywhere he went. It's his game as stylistically beautiful as Kobe and Jordan. Nas, he's the killer that they want him to be narratively. No, 
Number one in points, number four in assists. Doing it wherever he went. Top 10 in all status. Yeah, right. And Steph, son of a former player, but they said you was too small. You was a guard. You're not, you can't, you're not, a, you're not athletic. You're not throwing down windmills on the layup line. You're 6'2". You're my height. He's shorter than you. You became the greatest shooter ever. And even then, you still struggled out, out the gate. Your style wasn't supposed to win. But then you got hot. You 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 know, you took your game to a level. Got a coach that built a system around you, which a lot of coaches wasn't doing at the time. He's one of the first guards like that's really like, oh, we're going to build this shit around what you do. And his 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 uh his running mates, they they did they filled in the gaps. Clay, it was no three and D elite shooter like Clay for about three, four years mm-hmm. in the league. From like twenty what, what was that? Twenty third to twenty fifteen or whatever whatever year was that. Yeah. Twenty fifteen to like twenty twenty twenty, twenty nineteen, right before he tore his ACL. There was nobody yeah. that was locking you up on the perimeter and then on offense shooting the brains that didn't have to dribble. There was no Draymond, a point forward at six four, six five, listed at six seven, that could guard centers and then you throw Eagle Dial out. Like it was the perfect team. For my like NBA's work, there was no catching up. You weren't building that archetype out. You had they had all the guys. And Steph was still stood out above the rest. So I get why they make the comparisons. If they ever team up, it's one of them old head shits. You hope it works out, but it's like at the same point I don't see it happening. Yeah. Same. All right, so let's get to our song of the week. All right. If you listen to this on YouTube, please exit and go download our live podcast app on iOS or Android. Or you can go to our Apple Music playlist or our Spotted Music playlist and go listen to our previous songs of the week. All right. What you got this week, brother? Uh, this was a tough one. But I do want to show Usher some love. I definitely felt like he tried, but I was like, we not, we not in the business of legends just dropping miscellaneous music. So I'm a, I'm a eeny meeny miny mo. We gonna play, we gonna play Bop. Here we go. This is Usher Bop. Yes, that was Usher Bop, and you know I'm gonna switch it up. I was gonna play that Lotto Sunday service because she was she was she was on her shit. She was definitely on her shit. Shorty said Jesus wants the water, but I got ice boiling. No, I'm like, ooh, the <laughs> bar. But I'm gonna stick with Usher, man, and I'm gonna play Stone Cold Freak. Stone Cold Freak, yeah. Up on you, Stone Cold Freak, yeah. You a Stone Cold Freak, perfect for me, cause you a Stone Cold Freak. Love when you lay on my lips like this, perfect reason for me, me, me to stay on and make love too. 
just Usher Stone Cold Freak, but you can see even with the lyrics, it's like it's just catchy, but it's not it's not Usher at forty five. Yeah, it don't got no substance. Yeah, it's just it is what it is. All right. Uh my song of the week. Speaking of sexy red, she was featured on this track. This is not a wick song. Something. Something about a girl that just made my head wanna twirl. Oh, you got me want to tell all them other girls. There's nothing else better on this world. The moment I've seen, I'm it's something about my bitch I love. I can't put my finger on it. It's something about my bitch I love. I can't put my finger on it. It's something about my bitch I love. I can't put my finger on it. It's something about my bitch I love. I can't put my finger on it. That little shit got my head twirling. What she trying to do to me? Real short shorts. I see the dimples in her booty me. And she not no born one. What she do excite me? Is you her little woo the woo? Uh, bitch, I might be. It's something about her swag. It's something about her ass. It's something about when we fought. The way she call me dad. It's something about her, uh. It's something about her, yeah. It's something about her super great. I know that sample caught you off guard a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, what the fuck? Ice JJ Fish? Now, we never talked about TikTok and Universal Music Group canceling a partnership and taking half about. Yo, a lot of a lot of people shit went mute. A lot of people had to delete their videos. Um, hopefully, but this song, speaking of this TikTok, this song is taking TikTok by storm. And just... It's just in the spirit of international side piece anthem, right? For the episode title. This is Honey Babe. Fuck him too. We can be real about it if that's what you want to do. Girls who understand that I got a girl, but you still want to fuck me. Shout out to y'all, though. <laughs> All right, you can find out that was Honey Baby, fuck him too. But you can find out our previous song of the week on Apple Music Plays, on our Spotify Music Plays. But that's not what you're here for. You're here for the people's choice, the people's favorite. Slick, drop it. I can be toxic, but so what? You're gonna love it here. Shit, fuck is you talking about? We have fun over here. It's very fun here. And it's fun indeed. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Toxic Service Announcement. All right. This week's TSA is sponsored by no one, but you can sponsor this segment by email us at justwhynotgo at gmail.com. And also, there's no guest host this segment. It's just Slick and I. But we got this on lock, though. We got a couple of topics here, Slick. 
one of the main things that I want to talk about is just the social media debate on asking your girlfriend to be your Valentine's. As a person who is, you know, in a relationship, did you ask your fiance to be your Valentine? I have two ways to answer this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this might not go well. I'm put that out there. <laughs> I have two ways to answer this. Did I formally do it? Yes and no. I definitely was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I was like, how could I do it? Because you want me to do it. You told me you yelled at me every year for not doing it. You yelled at me through my door. Whoa, wait. This been a discussion? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I get in trouble for this every year. I was like, yo, we go together. What do you This think? is really real. Yeah, it's real. It's a real thing. It's 100% a real thing. I legit sent her flowers to her job, and in the card I asked. Okay, that was dope. I think that was, was good. Yeah, so you was, did ask. So I we could say ask, yes. Was, I, it was a yes, but it was like a, I ain't, I, there was no preface to it. Like, she probably thought I wasn't going to do shit. <laughs> so. <laughs> Wait, this is really, this you is have funny. to, I could, I could, I could have seen if you, you know, y'all have an established what y'all are, or, you know, y'all just fucking around, but y'all never officially gave yourself titles. I couldn't stand how, you know, asking to be Valentine's Day might be, uh, you know, a, a milestone for, for, for women, especially. But you have to ask your current girlfriend yeah. or wife, fiance, all that and above each year. Who the hell is going to be my Valentine? Slick, what the hell? Now, that would be the logical male response, but sometimes, you know, women just want to feel special. You can't blame them for that. It's like the little thing. You don't yeah, want... no, no, we can blame them for this. Hold on, nah. Slick. We got to blame this nah. for this because this I, shit real. If you would have asked me this like last week, I'd have probably agree with you, but I was like, sometimes you want your woman to feel special. And you understand it's like those little things, those are what get you through those hard times. Remember when I asked you my Valentine? I had to do that. We've been together. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you got that in the, in the ammo. All right, you got that in the ammo pouch. Okay, but wait, this shit really. I thought this shit was just like. Nah, you gotta show us she's special. I, like I understand, I understand when Shorty say, "I right, yo, I want, I want, I want something done for Valentine's Day." You know, switch it up, add some spark, add some. I understand that whole logic part about just doing something for Valentine's Day. You know, I understand girls don't like the niggas that be like, "Oh, it's a commercial holiday." All right, cool. I understand that concept. But you telling me, Slick, each and every year, for my significant other, I have to ask her, would she be my Valentine? You don't have to, but it probably make things a little easier on your life for them. That's that time period. Yeah, we really got to start investing in mental health in women. <laughs> we really got to start investing in mental health because the logic behind this shit don't make no goddamn sense. Who else is going to be my Valentine, Slick? That's who else? Part, but that's the funny part. I'd be like, ooh, if not me, then who? What do you mean who? You don't want wheels turning, bro. Just, All right, you my Valentine, babe. I got you. <laughs> nah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a rebel. I'm a rebel with this one, Slick. Because it's like, come on, man. Like, some of the stuff that we have to, but you see, this is why I be talking about slick. When we talk about this, um, this exchange when you are in a relationship, this shit never factors in for us guys. When we talk about when women have this obscene list of things that they want to get in a relationship with them, and they hit you with the "I'm the table" shit, they fail to understand some of the some of the battles that we have to purposely lose to win the war with them. 
Shit don't make no sense, especially when they be asking you, baby, would you love me if I was a tabletop? <laughs> um, would you love me if I had a web toe? Shit like this. Be like, why we can't accept the whole I'm the table bullshit? Because <laughs> it's like, yo, what is this? I hear you. I hear you. You know what? I'm not. I, you know what? Shout out to y'all. Hopefully, niggas keep asking y'all. Yeah. <laughs> I'm about to say somebody. Go, you gonna have to ask somebody to be your Valentine the next couple years. So you better. I mean, I mean, I don't. Want, if if for sure that I'm talking to, but she think I'm gonna do this shit every single year. I mean, I did it this year. Hopefully, I remember to do it next year. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me get to. We didn't put this on celebrity news, but this was just a funny interaction, and this is probably why. <sighs> A pass is important, though. But I, I don't... Sean Evans, if you know who Sean Evans is, he's the host for Hot Ones. So he never really announced... He never really talked about his relationships ever. But this week, or at least uh, one day, we could say, he he finally did a probate, a bay probate, with his porn store girlfriend, Melissa Streiton. Niggas was like, oh, Adam22 from No Jumper... Was like, yo, congrats, bro. She has fire pussy. Couple hours later, <laughs> Sean Evans and Melissa Shrighton broke up. What's your whole thoughts about that? Adam 22, a hoe. <laughs> yeah, hoe. This man know what his girl do. He knew, hopefully. Why you got to do that? Why you, you got to do that, bro? That was some real cornball shit. And we hate cornballs on this side. Like, come on, bro. She got fire pussy. Shut up. Niggas know your wife got fire pussy too, nigga. All of stupid in the chat in the comments. I go I, I ain't gonna hold you though. You feel me? Oh, matter of fact, I'm gonna say you this because Adam 22 played this. So while while you load this up, that shit is so corny, Adam. Like, niggas can start saying that about you. <laughs> niggas gonna start saying that about you because you about to let your shorty get beat by a lot of niggas soon over here. You want to play? Uh, oh, that's in it. Ooh, there we go. It's set now. That's on Twitter. Yeah. Hold on. That shit tweaking. I got it. Hey, Sean Evans. You know what? I'm not feeling. I'm not feeling you breaking a sex worker's heart on Valentine's Day. Nobody deserves that. Melissa Stratton. She's a beautiful woman. Yes, she has chosen to have sex on camera for her career. Yes, she has had 13-inch dicks in and around her face, mouth, possibly butthole. I don't know. I got to go search it up. But you are playing with her heart, and that's not cool because she's a woman. And Valentine's Day is a sacred holiday, and you're supposed to treat girls right on Valentine's Day. Sean, I don't know why I have to tell you this. I feel like, you know, your parents probably should have told you this at a certain point. But, uh, Sean... You really don't want smoke with the sex worker community. So I would appreciate if you would apologize to Melissa for publicly shaming her on Valentine's Day, the sacredest of days. And then also I would like to invite you to come and lay something down on the plug talk couch. Let's see what you're packing. Whoa. Whoa. Hey, yo, pause. That nigga is corny. Corny, bro. But this is, you know what, Slick? I think this is why, like, we could have a, a quick discussion about this. Sometimes it's not about how many bodies Shorty has sometimes. It's about who she fucked. I ain't gonna lie. There's some, there was, like, one or two girls in my past where I didn't, 
like I, I like a girl, but then I realized who was her ex man, and I was like, I, I didn't like that nigga. I think that nigga was a combo. I was like, for some reason, some of his corniness rubbed off for you, so I don't want really to fuck with you like that anymore. You ever had that situation before? Uh, it was more so just a person that she used to deal with. You just like, like, oh, that's your nigga. For this nigga <laughs> for this nigga to for this nigga to get you. Nah, something, something not right right there. Something is not right. <laughs> Girls just like to laugh and be made to feel special. Sometimes the corny niggas is the ones that get that shit done. But for me, I don't think I've... I'm going to joke about it with you. I can still fuck with you. But I'm be like, you let him be. You can't talk about none of my bad bodies. It's over. <laughs> oh, that's a fact. Oh, that's a fact. You, like, gr- you let that nigga, that little corny nigga, that nigga wear shit from Canal Street. You let that nigga hit your coochie. Your shit definitely went down a point or two. <laughs> he showed up. He came to the party dressed like Jermaine Dupri at the Super Bowl. You mad? You gonna laugh at my me because I had a couple big girls in my past? Oh, say Come less. Come on now. Yeah, she had a little meat on her bone, but your nigga, his hairline is receding. <laughs> you gotta hit that with that. Um, slick. This was on TikTok. I sent it on Twitter, but it's on. It's a TikTok video. Logan Paul podcast. He had the woman from call me call call her daddy, and she was explaining how on the dates. She will want to see your bank account. You want to play that real quick? Which one is that? You said it's sent where? Twitter? I'm saying on Twitter, but it's from uh, it's from TikTok, though. Uh, I got you. Hold on. Take a second to load it up. There you go. I will bring it up on a first date. You'll say what exactly? I have to know. Can I see your bank account? <laughs> Do I get a second date? How do I know this isn't Photoshop? Do I? Yeah. There's no way you can say yes like that the same way to both of them. Because. Can we redo it? I'll jump on the couch for Logan. I will bring it up on a first date. Slick. Now, put this video. And we didn't play the other video of what's going viral right now of a woman saying niggas with 50K who make 50K salary shouldn't be deserved to dating. What's your whole thought about this whole thing about just relationship focus on money nowadays? There are two types of people in the world. People that date for love and, and companionship. People that date for status and, and finances. And this is a woman that's saying she she can't she can't uh, differentiate or separate the two. So she's saying that, yo, finances take precedent. And I get it in some respects. A lot of some people do want to be taken care of. They have a lifestyle Maybe not necessarily the lifestyle that they are they have already that they must upkeep, but like they, they have a lifestyle that they aspire for and they feel like their partner should bring that. That's part of what they look for in a partner. Like that's your preference, I get it, but I think it's just become so corrupted. Cause it's like, how the fuck are you gonna tell me because I don't have enough money? We were just vibing and having the time of our lives. You saw my little bank account, my little couple hundred dollars, you gonna say, I ain't shit. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> now, Shorty asked me to see my bank account, the first link. I'm asking to smell her cooch. Off the rip. I want to see if your pH balance off, bitch. <laughs> I need, I need, I need to know if, if we just ask, slick. If we asking wild questions, slick, we, I gotta ask a wild question back. Is that wrong? Oh, cause I, I was gonna say you would, but it's not because it's like for men. What we said, a lot of our shit is about the box and the vibes. For a lot of women, it's about the money and the experiences. If, if, but my, my, I think, I think one thing that pisses me off is. Okay, honestly, you want financial stability. Everybody wants financial stability. That's what we went to school for. That's why we work in these jobs, trying to do our best to get promotions. We we apply to new jobs for financial stability. And I, I understand that. 
But I think once again, what we talked about the last part, last episode was, all right, you you with this lifestyle, but you're not fully into this lifestyle. You want the benefit of this lifestyle, but you don't want to. Well, I want to say you don't want to hold the responsibility of this lifestyle or the the repercussions of the lifestyle. You know, if you date a nigga that makes a lot of money, he's not going to have time for you. The stereotype niggas who make a lot of bread, but that nigga's not going to have time to you because he's going to be working a lot, right? He might have, he might, he might feel like he runs shit. So he might have a support, uh, a support, uh, like he might feel like he's higher than you. He might want to have extra. He might want to have extra women and make sure. He might want to have outside box and make sure you don't be able to fuck anything. You know, there's some things that these niggas who make x amount of money who really be balling comes with. But then you telling me, okay, you want all this, you want this money and stability, but then you don't want the, you don't want to hold like what do I want to say? Slick, you you better than me at articulating better. What do you want to say? You want to want the not the consequences, but just the they don't want the, the reality. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like the accountability and reality that comes with the situation. So it's like yes, because you want the benefits, but you don't want to deal with the reality of the choices with this. That's offending. I could give you that. Because then you're gonna tell me, yeah, I want this financial stuff, and then you're gonna be like, oh, I'm not. I, I don't feel loved. He don't spend no time with me. He doesn't do nothing special. He doesn't do that. He don't. I'm like, baby girl, what you thought a nigga who's making a lot of money <laughs> is going to do? You think he's going to have time to do X, Y, and Z special? Or he probably could do that once in a blue moon for you, but it's not going to be on a consistent basis. You should have known that dating a type of nigga like that. That's fair. That is my two cents on that, though. And we're not going to talk about that woman who talked about 50K. Fellas, if you're making 50K... Good job. Like we said before, the medium income for United States is about like thirty, thirty-five thousand or more. So you're already above the medium income for the country. You are absolutely allowed to date. I don't understand what that woman talked about before. And we're not I don't know if you want to discuss or put some more two cents in it, slick. That woman talking chat shit. <laughs> that shit was just funny to me because niggas like, look at the message. I was like, Y'all niggas ain't shit. <laughs> Oh yeah, I go lie. <laughs> the messenger need to get shot a little bit because slick. Can we do it if, if girls could financially shame us? Can we not? <laughs> so we can't body shame them or say anything about anything, whole shame them or anything. But they could financially shame us. I'm sure shame us and do all that. That's what they could do. She has a vagina, bro. Somebody gonna hit. No matter how much we shame her, she could be like she she gonna get her shit off. It don't matter. That's why it's, it's not worth shaming. Any woman yeah. can have any on her worst day, she can have a nigga with that that meets the qualifications that she's talking about. But is she gonna be able to keep that nigga though? That's the real. I don't know. They said the big girls got the blueberry yum yum, so who know? <laughs> oh yeah, no, no. He's gonna come back for the factory. But is he gonna still work there though? <laughs> <laughs> um now just on um so slick, I just wanted because you're a romantic type of guy, you have a lot of great dates and stuff. A lot of fellas was working this Valentine's Day. So now is this upcoming weekend. So I wanted to have a little bit of fun of just being, what tips can you give to those young fellas or just fellas in general and just be romantic on this special weekend? Because now you can actually do something special. Stick your thumb in her butt when you eat it. No. Just... <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
he's gonna have. No, <laughs> okay. Oh, uh, you know what? <laughs> like, like sleepy, like sleepy hollow say. You know what you do? You take her against that door and you door fuck her. <laughs> That's what you got. Yo. Nah. We we on here? That's what we going with slick. Nah, <laughs> Let sorry. me know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm tired. Um, <laughs> tips on being romantic. I think just let your woman know she's seen and she's heard. I think so much of the last couple of years has been about the monetary value of shit. And when you're doing nothing but spending money more, the economy is fucked up. So relax with that shit. But mm-hmm. it's like you're telling your girl that all she's worth to you is like, it don't take a lot of thought to pay for certain shit. You could get something perfume delivered in 20 minutes, an hour sometimes, right? You feel me? Yeah. Pick up flowers. But like the card that you send with those flowers, the meal that you decide to go get, you know, think about stuff that she's expressed that she want to do. And ladies, they go for y'all too because I think that a lot of times what gets lost on a lot of the conversations about men, sometimes you just want to hear like a nigga want to hear you doing a good job. A nigga just want to hear that he's appreciative for what he's doing. It's not about what he's doing for mm. you, but like you see what's going on. Uh, sometimes you just want like, yo, Shorty bought me ice cream today. And I was like, yo, this is nice. Like we had to do nothing crazy. Like I, I appreciate the ice cream because like it was something different. And yes, like we always make the joke about you gonna get the same box you got for Christmas, that you got for New Year's, that you got for her birthday, that you gonna get for your birthday. It's a different like, set of lingerie. Yeah, you lucky you get some lingerie or something like that. But it's like, yo, like literally listen to each other and try to observe. Like, yo, like right now, if I say what do I need in this current space, like transparently for myself, I, I just need a couple of days. To, like, thank God we got vacation coming up, but a couple of days just to like not have to do shit. To not have to think too much. Or even if I'm thinking, I'm thinking in a space where it's like control. I don't have to do much. Like have to go worry about going to do this and be that for this person or that person. Right? If you're a woman, it's like, Ty, yo. Like, yo, ask the service. Little shit. Not I'm going to buy you a Gucci bag or a YSL bag or some shit to show you that I'm thinking about you. Like, yo, let me rub your feet. Let me let me rub your back. Let me, let's, you know, let's shake it. Let's relax. Let's light a candle. Let's do something. You want to go someplace? Let's go find a nice restaurant to go try. Let's go find something to do. Because I think those things get lost in the shuffle because everybody's like, what can you do that I can brag about? Facts. And it's like for niggas, a lot of time, what's our brag? We post our bitch, you know? I'm not sorry, what's our bitch? My fault. <laughs> <laughs> we post our drinks and it's like, it's for, you know, sometimes for, the, it's for her to feel special, but it's like, also oh, like, yeah, you see what I got. You see what I got at home, nigga. You feel me? Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, that's cool and everything, but what are y'all doing for each other? How, how are you showing up for your partner? How do you sit there and listen? Like, I've been trying, when she's talking, like, I try to just put my phone down and just give her my undivided attention. Yo, oh yeah, especially giving eye contact during conversations is amazing. Yeah, hearing what they're saying and being able to give an actual response. Like let, let's stop the world for a couple of minutes. That's what real romantic shit is. It's not, you know, the flowers are nice, the lingerie is nice, the chocolates, the strawberries, like do things like you know that they will appreciate. I'm very big <laughs> on like you gonna appreciate the fuck what the fuck I'm doing. I don't like I'm not gonna lie. Like I see not the error in, but like you just go about it, spending money and whatnot. Like, yeah, it's cool for the moment, but if one of y'all got problems, it's not solving those problems. This is going to push them away for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Or it's going to be like, all right, well, yeah, at a point, you don't got everything. You don't got him everything. What y'all really got when it's like, what do y'all, when y'all really trying to be romantic? I like taking a nap with my shorty. Let's let's go lay up, babe. Let's go. Yeah. Put on and some- also, depending, and depending on if how long you've been with your shorty, why don't you revisit? Some of the stuff that y'all did in my first year in relationship. So what if y'all was into like painting or y'all had 
do that just like like what he just said and i don't want to stay too long because he he eloquent he articulate that beautifully really pay attention like just do that scavenger hunt that's some shit that i i want to do with my shorty just like she comes home she see the letter and then you know it, and it could be little shit too it don't have to be nothing crazy but it's a scavenger hunt she gets to find out some stuff like really show your woman that you really care and the reason why i brought this up because my nephew shout out to my nephew though that nigga didn't have no romantic bone in his goddamn body. <laughs> and I had to help him out. With, he's, in, he's in high school now. This nigga just told me, uh, Uncle, can you just get me, can you just get some body lotion <laughs> and, and, and some body spray? I'm like, nigga, that's what you're getting? He's, for. A, he's a little bit be ashy. That's what he said. <laughs> she, she don't be moisturized I'm properly. I'm, I'm like, wait, that's it? He's like, uh, yeah, I, my mom's going to get me flowers. I was like, that's that's about it, my nigga. Like, what did she say she want? Um, you know, I know she was talking about um about this type of body scrub. Nigga, get the body scrub. <laughs> I had to, I was like, bro, I was like, I haven't been doing my job as a good uncle teaching you <laughs> to listen to Shorty. So he ended up getting some. We ended up getting some teddy bears, um, some candy, put in a nice basket, wrapped it up, and what he told me, she really enjoyed it. She was very happy. She cried. So I was like, shout out to you, my nigga. But just like that, just. He got the body scrub. Like, what Slick say? Tips on just being a romantic. Really pay attention to your partner. And you, and this can start for next year, too. After, it should be the quote-unquote cliche shit is, it should be Valentine's every single day. But even starting from today, start just listening to what your shorty wants. If you ever walk down a strip with stores and she says, oh, this is nice, and that, that she's giving you hints, my nigga. Pay attention to that. No push, you know, no push on the shelf. Stick your finger in her butt. All right, okay, let's get to our choose one. <laughs> you over here, I don't know what. <laughs> All right, okay, I stole this choose one from All Deaf Squad cast. So shout out to to hear more, but this was a good one. Um, th- this week's choose one: Would you rather only communicate in movie quotes or only communicate in music and music lyrics? Movie quotes. Choose one, slick. Movie quotes, because the movie quote for every scenario. You can get some, you what can, you want? You want? You want to do music? Like nah, because I don't want talking wrong. Bitch, you <laughs> like what's my favorite word? <laughs> you nah, no, no, nope, I'm straight. Oh, what movie? What movie? What movie? Okay, pick. All right, I'm gonna give you top three movies that you have to choose quotes from. Let's 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 limit it. Three movies that you have to choose quotes from to communicate in. <laughs> Denzel in Training Day. Just because he was getting his shit off, he was getting shit off. It's every situation. I'm over here reading my paper. You just it's like he was getting, you gonna do this to me? It's like my nigga, <laughs> my nigga. Um, something else, something else, something else. Uh, damn, movie movies. What's your favorite movies? I'm trying, but I'm thinking I'm the niggas is getting their shit off, dog. I ain't going front. Creed, Creed, he was getting shit off. Creed, okay. one. Creed one, especially he was getting his shit off. What up, unk? Like I talked to all my old, my old. Like, what up, unk? <laughs> Talking to Bianca and shit. So we got Training Day. You got Creed One, and I need something with Will Smith in it because Will Smith will get my. I, I I could get probably Bad Boys or something like that because Will and Martin got their shit. I'm telling you, something for every scenario. You gonna get your shit off. You gonna eat. Music. That's fine. Music. You gonna be talking in rhymes too much. That's my shit. It's like, you know. How could you this mad? All my music sad as fuck too. I'm like, damn, I can't never have a good day because I'm always saying saying sad shit <laughs> you to you. you, can't, you <laughs> so you can't pick a Chris Brown song to communicate in? Nah, that, nah. That, every other word that Chris Brown song is Robo Tuss. I did some Robo Tuss. And if you sick, my nigga, you could just. 
I don't know why this shit got me feeling right now. Hey, come on now. Y'all, I'm telling you right now. I think I might have to go to music. You know who artists I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with Drake because Drake got a variety of music that I could choose from that I could get my shit off too. Bust that pussy open for a real one. That's a fact. Patty Gay, Patty Gay, Rich Baby Daddy Gang. That's funny. Oh, boy, now. I need or or ro- ro- um, word on road is the click about the- when I'm rolling with the niggas, I can see that. Son. Nah, I'm telling you, you gotta use movies, bro. Movies is where it's at. Because again, it's something for every scenario. This powerful shit. Honestly, the movies that is connected in my head right now are a bunch of comedy. That shit. Because right now I have how high how high is my favorite movie. I can't just talk about smoking Benjamin Franklin's finger in a meeting. <laughs> like that's, that's not going to go well. Look, I have to really think about my movies to be safe because right now the movies that's coming in my head is super, um, super bad. How high? What's a lot of comedy movie that I, I, I love? Friday. Oh, Friday. What? You got Friday on your day off? Come on now. <laughs> All right, so so you go go with movie quotes and we go go with music. Let us know which one you would choose, but I think that's a good way to end this episode. Thank y'all for joining us on this audio journey. Please download the live podcast app on iOS or Android. Please follow us on all social media at This Might Not Go Well. If any branded deals, business opportunities, please email us at This Might Not Go Well at gmail.com. I'm the voice of outside BBZ, aka Poppy Size Zone. It's your boy Slick. Y'all be great. We see y'all next week. We out of here. It's a cow. Try to tell them we up next. You can't stop that. Uh-huh. <laughs> this your favorite podcast. Favorite podcast. Every show is lit, baby. You know what we finna do. Slick gon' talk that slick talk. He gon' get political. Okay. Do not switch topics. Nope. Niggas is toxic. Poppy shots don't always say it's something wrong. But if you don't like it, what we saying, nigga? Oh, well. We try to tell you, baby. This might not go yeah. well. <laughs> this might not go. Hey, <laughs> hey, that's it. One take. We not even doing it again. Keep that. That's the one.